This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show for early and ad-free access to the Sun Ranto Show, including a ton of great perks and our Discord server. Please subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar a month. There are free trial memberships available. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff years out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunranto. Sunranto. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Sunranto. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, brought to you by Bleacher Bunch Productions on the Fans First Network and all of the wonderful shows that are now on the Bleacher Bunch feed with us, Cup of Cubby Blue, uh, Cubs PS Plus Podcast, and the Sun Ranto Show. That's us, That's baby. Us. And uh, yeah, and also our 110 Patreon supporters, you do so much for us, and so we're giving it back to you tonight, along with uh, Blake Beard's tickets, the best tickets you can buy at the Blake Beard on Twitter, uh, right down the third baseline. Boy, are those some good seats! And also Lawrence at Rogue Wave Creative for all your branding and graphic design needs. A proud sponsor of the Sun Ranto Show. And uh, hey, how's everybody? IFG, what's going on? Yeah, I love your. I love your Shohei shirt. That's incredible. I have to, I have to, you know what? I just need to keep bringing these vibes as much as possible. I'm just like, I'm accepting the blessing already. You know what I mean? We just have to, have to do what we can to manifest. And And everybody loves it. It's super popular in the chat. Um, I love it. It's crazy. It's bananas. It's for for the uh, podcast listeners. How many, I, I can see personally at least 43 Otani heads, <laughs> like on one shirt, <laughs> 43 Otani heads. And um, it, I mean, back fronts, I mean, if that's how many home runs he's going to hit for us. Yeah. Is that one head for each home run he, he hit two years ago? Um, so, no, that's incredible. And are you drinking anything uh, magical uh- today? Yeah, so today I have uh, from Future Primitive Brewing here in Seattle. I have their body, their choice. Uh, it's a nice little IPA, and uh, like a lot of the beers that I drink, it benefits something. So this one uh, benefits the National Abortion Fund and the Seattle Access Walk. Nice. What, what are you drinking, Cotton? Oh, yeah, Michael Cotton's here. You heard him screaming earlier. He's not wearing a cool shirt. <laughs> Your shirt is blue. Yeah, I just have a 
basic blue shirt. But if you'll notice, I am wearing a visor because uh, I got my hair cut. Uh, and for the first time in like four years, my hair is just not long. Like my hair has been able to touch my chin most of the last four years. So, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll grab the visor today because it doesn't just look like my head's exploding. Speaking of head exploding, look at IFG's beer. There, that's a nice. That's a nice pour. That is a that is a very nice pour. Yes. I am actually drinking so Coors pretty. Edge. That is the non-alcoholic oh, beer, and I have to assume it's called Edge. Because it's kind of like edging in that you're only getting, you're only doing part of what you're supposed to be doing here. And you never quite get to the the part you were looking for. Yeah. Well, I think you have to be on the edge of reality to enjoy that beer to be, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't seem like it'd be very good. I mean, Coors, regular Coors tastes like crap. Like why you, why the alcohol might be better actually. I actually, uh, I like Coors banquet beer. And in fact, game seven of the World Series, I drank a 12-pack of Coors Banquet beer during that game. Cubs won that game. They did. They did. Some, some people forget. And you would think after 12 beers, I would have forgotten. But I, I, would also, I would also like to mention that Seth Kennedy is going to be uh, along later. I, we might have screwed up the time here because I told him, I'm like, come at 9 o'clock. But that means maybe his nine o'clock. <laughs> and so, cause he's already in the green room. I don't know if he's just enjoying hanging out, but uh, he says we'll hashtag chance in the chat right now, which is what everybody should be doing because you could win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And we're going to be giving away that bag of goodies, baseball cards, uh, giveaway, like all sorts of stadium giveaways, all sorts of fun stuff in the bag of goodies. Oh, for the ultimate chance winner. He says he's just watching the show from the green room. He wants oh, I to love be it. up to date. But Danny, the wings. Okay, so we all know you're drinking your your matcha. Your uh, mate, is, mate. I got mate, mate, which is the, it benefits it's nobody sweeping, but me. Sweeping the nation now. That's it's starting to catch on. But I want to know about the hat you're wearing because I don't think I've seen that hat before. That's oh, a worn gold. Before. It's like a gold. Uh, is that the '84 bear? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I never know these things offhand, but yeah, check that check that sucker. I think that's the Oh, no, that's bear. that's the 69 that's like the bear. 70, the 6970 bear, but it's Yeah. Yeah, it's golden. I I forget when I got this hat. It's pretty old. Uh, uh you know, I got it on suicide sale over at uh Sports Corner right there on the corner of uh, Addison and Clark. It's it's really kitty corner. They've got a, a 24-hour cam of the marquee, a marquee cam. But I got the, I, I only buy things on sale. And so they had a pile of these things. They were trying to clear some inventory. I went in there. They had them for like 10, 12 bucks. And I called up Crawley. I'm like, Crawley, check out these hats. He went in there like the next day and got himself one too. So but when he was on the show. I like I like that hat a lot, and I just hadn't seen it. You hadn't seen it in a while. I used to wear it quite a bit. I think my head has grown somehow <laughs> because it's tighter than I remember it. And I'm like, is my brain getting larger? It makes sense because I'm getting it's smarter. It's all the steroids. It's all the steroids. <laughs> exactly. been doing. Is that what happens? Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, hashtag chance in the chat if you haven't done it. Robert's doing it. 
Jerry's doing it. Seth already did it. Captain Charisma has hashtag chance in the chat. Thank you for being here with us tonight. I, real quick, I just want to announce that for our Patreon people, if you're not one, you should be. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's a dollar a month. That's all you got to pay. And you can be part of our special Ranter Club, which comes with Discord privileges. And I made a lot of changes over there. Even if you're not a Super Ranter Patreon supporter, some more changes over there. So just just check us out. Um, uh, you, I've been sharing it in our Facebook page. We still have the Facebook Sun Ranto Ranchers. We want to hang out with you because uh, it's our only way of communicating with uh, with you, our our listeners, our watchers, and uh, we love you. So, and people seem to really like the Discord. And one of the big things that they like is that they can't get kicked out of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Facebook cannot come along and and pop you out of the the discord for some reason we got all sorts of fun categories over there we're talking about the hot stove uh and that's open to everybody by the way you don't have to be a super ranter to do that um so anyway just because find us over there check it out and uh, we'll also be there tonight after the show uh hanging out with you uh just love the fellowship but uh there's some great news and there's a reason ifg's wearing the shirt that she's wearing tonight and that's because it really feels like this it's not just hopeful BS hyperbole that we might get Shohei Otani. The odds are high. Fox I'm so excited. MLB tweeted this out. I mean, besides the Dodgers at plus 110, the Cubs come in at plus 350 with the Giants in third at plus 650. These are teams that are willing to spend money and also that are on Shohei Otani shortlist. So, like, I can't – I don't think I could overstate how much this would mean to us. And Okay, hold on, hold on. Put that back up there there. No. Let me – okay, so, so these are betting odds. And they've got the Dodgers at the top at plus 110. And Cubs are second at plus 350. Giants third at plus six fifty. So if we're talking betting, a hundred dollars. If you bet the Cubs and you go to the Cubs, you'll get three hundred and fifty dollars off of that bet. If you bet the Dodgers, you'll only get a hundred and ten dollars off of that hundred dollar bet. That's a huge gap. <laughs> I feel like it's I'm true. I mean I'm it's... all for getting excited, but that's a very big gap between so every, the Dodgers and the Cubs. Dodgers is the most boring team the dude could go to. It's literally the most boring possible option. I think you said that last week, actually, IFG. It, that... it, it really is. Like it I mean, he's gonna if you want the legend of Shohei Otani to fade into the background around a bunch of chokers who have nothing going for them and even their own fans don't like being at the games. Like, what a waste that would be. And he, and he never and, and changed. the most boring uniform of all time and the most boring ballpark of all time that's empty until the fourth inning and starts clearing out in the seventh. Like, it's, it's nobody wants third, that for Shohei. It's the third oldest ballpark in the major leagues. Did you know it's that? It's ugly. You got to deal with Mary Hart looking at your butt the whole time, sitting there in the first row. All these celebrities. He deserves better. That's all I'm saying. He deserves beautiful, historic, federal landmark Wrigley Field. Well, right. the, with his high school best friend, Seiya Suzuki. The ghosts of all the Native Americans and Mexican, uh, you know, poor people who they 
They literally out. just plowed under and then put concrete on. You top know what? Maybe we got to bring out the big guns. Should we like start showing Shohei some documentaries about Chavez Ravine when they look at look at all the horrible things that happened in that valley to uh-huh. the Mexican people that lived there for generation after generation just to build a ballpark that you can't even get in to see a game at until the fourth inning because the traffic is so freaking terrible and you can't get out. You got to leave in the seventh. So you get three innings of baseball. If you want to get home at any kind of decent hour or if, or if you don't leave your house at two o'clock for a night game. Yeah, so it is, it is the worst ballpark in the world. He doesn't need to deal with any of that stuff. Cause you know, he probably helicopters in in his $500 million contract, <laughs> but you know, he like he gets the lay, you know, he he's I mean, the, the dude's going to have the biggest contract in baseball, which it makes you think that you don't get him because it's not something the Cubs are known for doing. But Guess what they're going to do it this time. It's honestly it's not it's not the, the and, and I and trust me, I'm laughing when I say this. It's not the money. It's the years. That's what I, they're afraid of. You know what? I don't care. Pay him for 20 years. Pay him for 50 years. Pay him for 100 freaking years. Make give him Bobby the Iowa Bonilla. Cubs on the back end. I don't care how you do it. Just make it happen. Uh, Terry agrees. Agree with IFG. Otani has already done SoCal. Come to Chicago. And that's the thing. It's just like it, it's the same market. It's the freaking. Yep. and Well, it's the worst part of the market where he's been. That's been a total flop. I mean, the Dodgers will probably make the postseason if they get Otani. Otani, they make the they make the postseason anyway. But um, I can't. But seriously, to get the top player, maybe to ever have lived on the Chicago Cubs, is just it would be mind blowing because that's just not something that I think our fan base can wrap our heads around. Like, if he showed up on opening day in our uniform, I would still be like. Am I dreaming? <laughs> like absolutely. You know? I you know, like I, I I mean, you know, a lot of people are ah. I I bought Seiya Suzuki's uniform the second I knew what number to put on it. I I have no idea what like I what can I buy with Shohei's name, face, number uh, I'll, I'll buy an Ipe jersey. I don't care. Make it happen. <laughs> Please spend my money, Cubs. Well, I'm and- not the only one. You know, there are so many people who are going to be like, oh, man, cannot wait to buy an Otani 17 Cubs jersey in every color. But yeah, home, road, alternate. I'll buy the Friday Rig- uniform. I don't care. Yeah, the Friday. I don't like, like my uniform. I'll buy it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, they really might pay his first year of salary just by the jerseys they sell in the first year alone. <laughs> I mean, those jerseys are like anywhere between two and four hundred dollars, if not more, depending on oh, if you get. Yeah, them. those new Nike jerseys are expensive. Yeah, well, I I won't be one of the purchasers. I'll tell you that much. I'll I'm finding my Juan Pierre. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll I'll have my oh tiny jersey. It'll be like some knockoff that I get. I get on on the street down on the south side. They're making fun of the guy. I'm like, you guys ah, remember Minivish? Remember Minivish, the oh, Mini U yeah. Darvish guy? Yeah. IFG, you weren't on the show, but did you ever hear about Minivish? Is, is he like the Nichiro dude who who dresses up as Ichiro, but he's not? Yeah, he well instead he's doing uh you Darvish and he and he was it. he was hanging he out with us a little bit. 
he lives out in California. But I, I was thinking, like, that's the perfect next thing to do is oh tiny. Oh, tiny. Like, and you just need like a little short dude. <laughs> you missed it, IFG. One time we told every it was right during the pandemic, so everybody was freaking out. And we decided because I'm fr- I'm Facebook friends with Midivis. She's actually a stand up comedian. He's a, a you Darvish impersonator, even though he's about oh, four foot fantastic. tall. Yeah, I, I gotta introduce you to this guy. No, he's a really nice dude. So anyway, I'll buy his I go, jersey too. Let's go. I'm like, he's got a, a jersey that says Minivish and everything. So I say to Minivish, I'm like, hey, everybody's freaking out about COVID. You want to come on the show? And Gary Meyer says, I was so pissed when you all did that. <laughs> I, all day long. Because everybody's sitting at home all day long. I'm like, you, we got a we an got interview you with you, Darvish. And so I tell Minivish, who doesn't speak English that well at all. I'm like, will you come on the show? And we're going to tell everybody you're you, Darvish. Nobody will know the difference. Just wear some sunglasses or something like that. And it did it. And people, I mean, I don't think anybody believed us, but it was, it was a good That's April funny, Fool's though. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, but it was, it was funny. It was one of the highlights of this show over the many years that we've been doing this. <laughs> I, I thought that was a great deal. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so. Anyhow, the Shohei Otani should be added to the forty man roster. There is room. But I do wanna I do wanna put his numbers up just real quick, just to kind of show anybody's forgotten. Yeah, I mean this past year, first of all, he's only twenty eight years old, but this yeah. past year he led the league with OBP with a four twelve. He had he led the league in homers with forty four bonds type four twelve, right? Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. The OPS oh, okay. was over a thousand, a thousand and sixty-six, a one eighty-four OPS plus. Um, I mean, just an incredible. And this is a year he got hurt. You know, it, it was his throwing arm, but still, he was hurt. He's, you know, except for twenty twenty, that t- horrible year that we were just talking about when we interviewed Hugh Darvish. Um, that was his only off year, where he didn't do well. He batted under two hundred. But it doesn't look like it's going to be. He's ne- other than that, it's like mostly been over nine hundred that OPS, and with his best year being last year. And it's just like, and then you also get the pitcher, maybe, in there. And here's a guy that before he got hurt at a three fourteen ERA last year, he had a two thirty three. Yeah, he had over two hundred strikeouts in twenty twenty two. I mean, yeah. this might be the best player that ever existed. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. He he could lay claim to that. He might have already laid claim to that. I mean, I, if think he... so. I, I who else if not him? I yeah, mean, I, I honestly, mean... I honestly think you put Babe Ruth in front of Shohei Otani. He immediately leaves the ballpark and go finds different kinds of drunk to become. Yeah, I, <laughs> the, the only way the only way you put Babe Ruth over Shohei is the um, the number of years that Babe Ruth played, but. I mean, back then, like literally, he it was, was facing to play plumbers. for a long time. I mean, they all, they all, all those guys played for a long time. Like the and fact yeah. that Joey is, you know, been in the league for what six? What you had up there, six, seven years, and he never had to face a player of yeah, color. He had a whole career in Japan before that. I mean, yeah, he might be the greatest. I, it, I, yeah, I mean, Babe Ruth. I guess even I don't even know if Babe Ruth is the best player. Like, I don't even know if he's the second best player. Like, I'm pretty impressed by the stats and stuff, but, like, 
you know, there are, you know, Willie Mays, for example, like might be up there. Like there are some, uh, you know, maybe you could say something like Roberto Clemente, if he, you know, even though he did die, like cut short in his career still like Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds. There are other people that I think need to be in the, in the conversation. By the way, I looked up that OBP to see how it, uh, Mashed up with Barry Bonds, and no, it's way below Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds has years where he was over 500 OBP. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I believe I believe um, Barry Bonds uh, had more RBIs from his home runs alone than Kevin Biggio did in his entire career. Oh my god! Or it's for- like one less or something. Barry Bonds in 2004 had a 609 OBP. Oh, my God. oh nice. That is <laughs> that's that's ungodly. Well, I mean, he had a little help, you know, with the old uh, inject shows. But um, oh, right, all the inject shows, and they they're like, you know what, we should do. He had a little. Just he had a little help cool. from the mm, bases are loaded. Better intentionally walk him. Yeah, right. Let's, let's, <laughs> that was probably yeah, that let's, year. Let's just I like. Walk. I like what Mike Waller says from the Cubs PS Plus podcast. Said Babe changed the game single handedly, but in terms of great, he was phasing out pitching by the time he started hitting bombs. 100%. Yeah, I mean, Joe Ace is doing it all at the same time. He like goes out there, you know, throws a two hitter, and then hits a home run for the next three days. You know, I mean, it's insane. To insane. be fair, Shohei Otani has changed the game. Yeah, I mean, 100%. they literally I mean, made up a rule for him. He's the only pitcher. That even hits. Yeah. I anymore. mean, it yeah. seems and insane to me that a so pitcher that... would hit. I don't and know why literally... anybody would ever do that. It yeah. seems like something out of a Uh-oh. sci-fi novel that your pitcher would be allowed to hit. Weird. But Joey Otani does it. What I like even more is that he hits so well that they made a rule saying that when you pull him from the game as a pitcher, he still gets to stay in as a hitter. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Otani rule. Yeah, he's so good yeah. that you you need to. Yeah, like a rule. we no, we need to just let him be two people. Which is why oh, the Cubs should get him. <laughs> you know. So hey, Otani, listen to your manager. It is it time. It is time to be a Cub. To be, yeah. I I agree. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about things. I mean, by the way, now I know we've all like kind of ragged on Craig Council's looks over the years, but did he not look kind of handsome? Yeah, that is a handsome man right there. Yeah, he looks a lot more handsome. Look at, than that. Look at what the pinstripes do for him, though. His hair looks good too. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. the pin. That, that, Ooh, I mean, look, the pin- you got a manager with hair. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I am not following you guys. <laughs> I am not with you on this. Just squint. I'm sorry, squint He's, and see hold on, it. Hold on, hold on. Let me help. Let me help. Maybe this will help. There you go. There's an angle He's for not- you. I, I Player development does not stop when you get to the big leagues. He says. <laughs> He's he is like a character. He's a character actor. He's like the guy that's in like every movie, but he's he's never even like third on the sheet. Like, but he's always in the movies, and he's somebody's uh, friend, or he's like a you know the the or he's like he's like the manager of the team that goes on to win the World Series. (laughs) Right. He's, when when oh, you have oh, like somebody uh, really he, handsome in in the designated hitter spot, like a Shohei Otani, for example, Carey says from Rookie of the Year that was like the crazy bullpen coach or whatever. Uh, Daniel, somebody in the 
chat will probably have it. But uh, yeah, he he totally reminds me. He could be that guy. Lisa says his face is not annoying to look at anymore. Carrie says he looks <laughs> a lot better without a hat. And uh, Artie says he looks like Jim Carrey's stunt double. <laughs> so, oh, there we go. I like Jim Carrey's stunt double. I'll, I'll see that. I also want to one more thing. Mask. One more thing about Shohei is that Robert Sanchez says Shohei may never pitch again. Oh, ye of little things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard that. If but anyone I, is going to come back and pitch again, it's that dude. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I, the bat alone you take, but maybe you get it at a b- bit of a discount too because of that possibility. Like he was a five hundred million dollar player when he was coming as a double threat there, but I don't know. I mean, he's still going to get paid. Know. More than anybody ever, but still. Terry E says in the chat, listen, Cotton, Craig Council is only 12 cores bank of beers away from looking like Tom Brady. <laughs> exactly. Tom Brady. I love this one. I love this either. one. Tim I mean, he might have it one says, time, but come on. This is this is what we're talking about here. Tim goes, he looks like he knows how to fold a fitted sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the laundromat the other day, and this woman and this young man that works there, where he was learning how to fold a fitted sheet from her. And she was showing him. And I was like, I feel like I should be paying for this knowledge. Like, I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, do you guys mind if I video this? Because there's no <laughs> way I'm going to remember. I I learned how to fold a fitted sheet one time, and I mean I you know forgot. exactly how to do it. I still can't fucking do it. I have <laughs> tried so many times. I like I know that you got to like kind of tuck it and just grab the other. Man, I'm law. I still it doesn't come out right. One of my first jobs, I worked as a uh, as a laundry attendant and a housekeeper at a at an assisted living facility, like a convalescent home. So I probably folded 8 million food sheets in my life. I'll show you how to do it. Oh, no. I've been sitting here. Like, I, whoosh, 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 whoosh. I've watched the videos. I've seen how to do it. And yeah. for some reason, I just, I can't do it. it. Like it just, just when I think I got it, it like, Poofs out. And the whole thing falls apart. You're like, I don't know where the top is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I hate to get off the greatest player that ever lived, but we, we got some other players on the Cubs that we should talk about because there were a few moves that the Cubs made. Uh, Luis Vasquez now on the 40-man roster. Check out that impressive minor league career. He's been with the Cubs since he was 17 years old, and he's now 23. Yeah. The, th- this was pretty interesting. So, I mean, I don't really clock the uh, the prospects as much as some people. Uh, but one guy that really That's does is Greg Huss. And he was on the Cubs PS Plus uh, podcast, part of the Bleacher Bunch Network. So go Greg check Huss that out. He started talking about these guys. And he wa- he is all over this. He watches all of it. And he was like... I couldn't believe they put three guys like they put three guys out of the minor leagues on the 40 man roster. And this guy plus this guy plus Luis Vasquez, because this isn't one of the three guys. So he's 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 on the 40 man now. And I don't know about this. I mean, I'm just wondering what this move means. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but he's basically a glove first minor league infielder. Um Kind of was wondering, like, when we've you've got Nick Madrigals and Miles Mastrobonis is is 
to do that kind of thing. And you've got, of course, Dansby and Nico. Uh, then what are we what are we doing with Luis here? I mean, even if he's good, I'm not sure what if they didn't want to lose him in the Rule Five. Might maybe is what it is. I don't That's know if he was is. up for that. I mean, yeah. this is this is kind of like the time of year where they do so, that sort of thing, but. Uh, Might be procedural. I don't know. Any, 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 if anybody has any sheds any light as to why we'd want to care about Luis Vasquez being but, but here's the, the thing: if you put him on the forty man right now, I like because if if somebody takes them on the, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't know that that's the case. Five, then they have to keep him on their, you know, on, on their, their forty. On their forty-man roster, right for the whole yeah. like for the whole year. So, do we have to do that as well? No, kind of. Okay, no, but he can be on our forty-man, which is just like a you know, d- which takes up a forty-man spot. Which can can you imagine? We're like we we didn't want to lose Luis Vasquez, so we couldn't add Otati to the forty-man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to be the trouble. I think they'll find a. I think they'll find a space for that one. So these guys. They were also added to the 40-man. We'll go through them real quick because they don't really matter. Well, they might matter uh, this year. We don't know. But there's all young pitchers. And this is from Bleacher Nation, so I'm totally ripping all this off from them. Um, Michael Arias, uh, 21 years old, took off this year with a combination of a fastball that has reached the upper 90s and a changeup that is probably big league ready at this moment. And he it's called a silly good pitch. And he could start the year off at double A. Anyway, I'll put his numbers up so you could take a look at it. Um, He was in a ball last year, had a, went to high A, didn't go as well as it did in low A. I don't know what you're really looking at with these numbers, but, you know, overall he had a 12.2 strikeouts per nine, which you'll take uh, every day of the week, but he also had 11 walks per nine. Ooh. Oh, no, no, that was the year before. Sorry, 5.6 walks per night. That's still a lot. That's still a lot. It's not yeah. 11, but it's a lot. So it seems like one of those like high-end arms that he touches the – it's got the velocity and stuff. And You know what? It's it's easier to teach somebody who can throw hard where to put it than it is to teach somebody who can't throw hard to throw way harder. So who knows? It's fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's fun to have guys who throw hard because throwing hard is objectively better than not doing that. Yeah, and you never know what's going to happen in a season. We saw you're always going to need pitching. You never know if you're going to end up seeing these guys because you just needed it. It's nice to have some arm stockpiled. Well, and we just lost like Estrada, right? So, yeah, we just lost Estrada. We lost. I thought we lost somebody else, too. By the way, I have Googled Michael Arias three times, and each time I've gotten different Michael Ariases. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Finally, finally, we got to ours. Um, he's a right handed. That's what I was yeah. trying to understand. I was like, well, this one's a painter. This one's a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and, cool. and while, while, if you're listening to this and you're like, I would actually like to know something about Michael Arias, like I said, Go listen to Greg and Mike talk about uh, these guys because they talk all about them and explain what it is we're not. We're telling you how many areas you can find on the internet. We're telling you that there's another guy with the same name who plays drums. (laughs) (laughs) So, And then there's uh, 
Porter Hodge, and this also from Bleacher Nation. I just screenshotted their stuff. Um, he's also he's twenty two, and uh, oh, Michael Arias. By the way, his birthday is today. So happy birthday! Happy, to birthday, happy birthday, Michael Arias. He's twenty two today. Porter Hodge already is twenty two. He did not do well at Double A this year, but he got a lot of strikeouts, and he's got a nasty cutter slider, and um, so he's got he's got the stuff that they like. He's got the Porter the right stuff is Great a name, name that I expect uh, to find uh, in like a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to Porter Hodge to see if we can borrow three frumpkins from him and find <laughs> and find his nice meat pies. Um, so here's Porter Hodge's numbers, and yeah, uh, Bleacher Nation was correct. He had a five thirteen ERA. At double A, at single A, it was a much more respectable three, where he pitched 69 innings. Nice. Nice. He had 11 uh, throughout the year because he saw time at three different levels South Bend, Myrtle Beach, and Tennessee. So overall, no, wait, that's wrong. That was 2022. Last year was 2023. He was just in Tennessee last year. 11.5 strikeouts. Yeah. And five point five walks, still kind of high. Yeah, that that's a little concerning. Both these guys are over five walks per nine, but I don't know. I guess, I guess, to be fair, the umpires in the big league level are bad, and they don't have uh, like challenge calls or anything. So that might help them. They might be better at the big league level. And then the last guy is uh, also got a good name, Bailey Horn. He's a little ba- older. That's name. an old Western novel by Louis L'Amour. Yeah, Bailey <laughs> Horn. <laughs> Bailey Horn on the range. 25 years old. He is a lefty, so that's nice. I, I didn't know that we could have one of those. Didn't know that was possible. I thought that was illegal. Here we are. Uh, anyway, he was mostly at AAA and never locked in his command enough to break out, according to Bleacher Nation. And uh, here's his numbers, screenshotted from uh, Baseball Reference. And he had, uh, at, between two teams, 11.3 strikeouts and just about five strikeouts, five walks per inning, sorry. Um, so still, the high walks, high Ks. But... You know, when you're looking for the swing and miss, I mean, I don't know if they swing and miss at it if you're a major league player, but if you're looking for it, we seem to have it at the at the high levels of our minor leagues, and these well, guys were the ones they protected. It's great. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of swing and miss. That's great. They've also got a lot of throw and miss, and that's a problem. Yeah, throw and miss. Yeah, throw and miss the the strike zone. Um, yeah, but that's fine as long as the guys swing at it. <laughs> right. Jake here won a Cy Young that way. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of all of that, but making these little moves and it's kind of interesting, you know, that it made me look up those pitchers and, and I really did enjoy listening uh, to Greg and Mike talk about it on Cubs PS plus. And so that just, it's good. Great to have those guys. We're so lucky as Cubs fans. I always say it. But to, but to have so many people watching the team and interested in different aspects of the team. Absolutely. Very yeah. cool. So uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to play a little commercial for Patreon. You Please become a Patreon member. In fact, it, ask for it for Christmas. 
It's it's tw- it's a twelve dollar Christmas gift that your child could buy you. Harry or- E makes a really good point here. It gets the feeling we're trying to protect some of these pitchers that Craig Breslow may try to grab in the Rule Five draft, and yeah. that actually makes a ton of sense. Seems as Craig Breslow knows all of our pitchers and and who might be good or whatever. So. Yeah, cue all the guys that we drafted two years ago on the Red Sox in a year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <know? laughs> so, uh, well, we'll be right back. Hashtag chance in the chat and patreon.com slash sunranto. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back, and we're going to talk a little bit about Project Warning Track. We have contestants for Project Warning Track. Um, I'm so excited. Two of them are are in this show right now, kind of. Well, Michael, <laughs> you're not really doing it. Your wife's going to do uh, – we got this sketch of the Bleacher Bum Bag, so which I think we should sell at Bleacher Bum Band shows. Yeah, well – I mean, un- unfortunately, uh, my wife will be uh, working really hard just to get one of these made. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can sell the pattern afterward or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patent it. And then, IFG, you're going to make this uh, what I call the Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat coat because <laughs> it's it's very uh, – but it, it looks like this when it's on a medieval uh, court king-queen uh, action. Oh, yeah. But this, there it is as a Christopher Morrell jersey. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we 
Uh, Lawrence from uh, the uh, from Rogue Wave Creative, it, he accidentally bought five or four 5XL jerseys, and they are just absolutely humongous. And so we're doing a little fashion design uh, competition amongst a few of us. So Michael's wife is making one. IFG's going to make something out of one of these jerseys. And uh, also Artie Boucher, he is going to be a contestant too. We're just going to take his word for it that he has an idea. He just needs to sketch it out. So (laughs) Artie, if you just do it real quick. And uh, text it to me. I'll bring it on the show. We can see what your idea looks like, even if it's a terrible sketch. In fact, that might even be more entertaining to us right now. And then um, Jeff at Cubs Manage- Magic Number, one of um, our Patreon peeps, he says, uh, okay, Mrs. Cubs Manage- Magic Number is on the case. And she's going to make this dress. Now, do you know what the name it's, it looks like it's a shirt and a dress or a shirt that becomes a dress. Yeah. It's, so this is a, the example on here is taking a, a men's button down shirt and turning it into this nice little ruche, you know, this nice little dress with a nice ruffled hem and a little belt. I think this would be a lovely thing to wear to, uh, to a game, you know, going to a nice, a nice spring game in the bleachers. You got your nice, pretty like Cody Bellinger, Chicago Cubs, uh, dress with a little ruffled hem that would be so cute yeah so we have our contestants and so we're gonna we're gonna be doing updates and i'm gonna be tim gunn and i'm gonna say things like make it work contestants um so what's going on with the upside down morale is that gonna turn you know i'll say things like i'll be all bitchy and it's gonna be incredible (laughs) and michael cotton you are our resident heidi klum so Absolutely. So you're on a strict diet of no, <laughs> of no food, which which is why I'm 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 drinking diet beer. So I need to I, I need to do a lot of work in that. So I'm excited. I mean, we have pretty much all the holidays, you know, going on right now, but we don't really have too much. What's our timeline? Do we know? We're just kind of making this up. As we we'll make it up as we go along. I don't know. We'll figure it out. How about um, by, by the first day of spring training? Like we'll have our fall fashion line or our spring fashion line. I like and, that idea. Give us some time to do it. And Oh, that long? Yeah, because I think yeah, it's, it's I have had actually said something around like two weeks. And I told Emily that, and she was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, two weeks is probably too short. I was thinking, you know, I, I I, process, I have no concept of time, A number one. I'm on a lot of medication for it. Um, <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> yes. So I'm just like, hey, I can, put, I can slap together a dress in an hour and a half or probably eight hours. I don't know. Um, it's fine. No, I like the idea of making it a, a spring training release. Spring, yeah, spring and fashion we, show. You know, maybe when you get these things, take pictures, send them into us so that we can sort of, if there's a, uh, you know, sort of see the progress as things go, I think that would be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, we'll off-season content, people. <laughs> and all, and also, this part of the contest was literally just to find out who's getting these 5XL jerseys. If you want to be a part of this, you can still be a part of it. You yeah, you can still a be a contestant. Yeah, yeah, make some stuff out of a jersey. It'd be fun. Yeah, you can still enter it. And, uh, like, you can make anything. Just uh, make something Cubs-related. 
whatever you want to make and tell us you're going to do it and jump in. We just had to get this part of it going quickly. But now, I mean, we're looking at what, like spring training. So you've well, got let's to say time. the first day or the first show of spring training is where we're going to have our fashion I show. Like it. And it'll, and it'll, we'll, we'll launch our spring fashion line because I've got some ideas too. Cause I think I might get in on this. I, I'm just not going to participate in the Jersey part, but I'm definitely getting in. I've got some ideas. In fact, um, later in the show, I've got a, a Christmas wish, um, Ooh. present that I, I would like to maybe see realized. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about this. Um, so let's talk about some, I mean, there are some decisions by Friday. Can you imagine this? So the non-tenders got to be in by Friday, the non-tender decisions. Now, it's right before Thanksgiving. So can you imagine you already got your flight booked, you're back to see your family, and then you're, you know, Julian Merriweather, and you get the decision, you've been non-tendered. They don't want you anymore. Now, I don't think that's going to happen to Merriweather, but he is one of the people that is arbitration eligible, and I'll put up a list. I, I don't know if this is a complete list, but it's close. Um, real quick, Cody Hoyer, Nick Madrigal, Mike Talkman, Nick Birdie, Julian Merriweather, Patrick Wisdom, Adbert Alzali, and Mark Leiter Jr. and Justin Steele. So, um, you know, they're all expecting raises in arbitration, and whether they're worth it or not is up to the Cubs. Um, let's yeah. go down the list <laughs> right here. Cody Hoyer, man, that's tough because we just haven't seen him in a year and a half. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know what to what to make of that. But I can't imagine he would get a raise, even though he is in arbitration, right? Like, well, they probably I think they have his projected it. here, which is pretty much no raise, which looks yeah. like. It's projected 2024, 785,000, which is, I believe, minimum. Okay. So then he's minimum. I don't see them letting him walk. They're going to give him that minimum, I think. Yeah. Nick Madrigal at 2 million. They'll pay him. They're, they're, they're going to pay him because they don't have a third baseman right now. <laughs> so, I mean, he's they they put all this effort into making him a third baseman, and apparently, I mean, he was okay defensively. So, especially if they get Otani, they can have his bat in the lineup if Otani is the DH. Yeah, and and then some of these also you got to consider roster considerations too, not just the money. Um, Mike Talkman, two million. 33 I, years old. I absolutely think they keep him because, well, for $2 million, that's a lot. Well, because they don't, I mean, they don't have anybody playing center field. They literally don't have a center fielder that's except for true. maybe PCA. But I don't know if they want to just. Un, but I mean, it's not like, it's not it. like, it's not like outfielders are hard to come by. Well, no, and that's kind of hard. Well, and you don't want Mike Tockman block at, at 33 years old blocking Canario or I mean, we we have a pretty full outfield or PCA if you want to go that direction. Um, 
maybe the bat starts playing. I don't know. Uh, give him the the room to fly. I mean, he's your PCA is your the center fielder of your future. Like at what time? At what point are you going to just let that play out? You know, as long as Mike Tockman's out there every day, it's not playing out, and we're just waiting for PCA. I'm not yeah. saying make Mike Talkman your starting center fielder. And I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that he's the only guy on this team right now that Please. has considerable experience in that position. Morell's probably second. <laughs> probably. Okay, if you're going to make Morell your center fielder, go ahead and talk to Talkman. No, and, and I don't know. I Maybe you just let talkman go because you can bring him back at a minimum deal you could yeah. probably pull that off i don't know i mean somebody might want i mean he had that he had a really good summer until he kind of till the summer ended <laughs> and then right. it, but he's uh, he's still 33 i mean he's not your future nick birdie he's the dude uh, he's the guy that um his wife worked so hard oh God. two three so hard. Two, three jobs only for him to go out there, have a triumphant return, and then have it fall flat, which uh, with another injury, I believe. And so, or it was the same injury. I don't know, but no, he had a, he had like an appendicitis. Oh, appendicitis. Yeah. And that, that put him on the, sh- and then like the appendicitis turned into. But then he had like a wrist thing or something. Is right? his middle name Job? Jimmy Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> not since not since Job in the Bible has a guy had such bad luck. It's like that Homer when Homer Simpson goes down the, the cliff and just keeps yeah. getting hurt. Then he gets in the ambulance and the ambulance crashes. <laughs> um Ju- Julian Merriweather, I mean, he's older, he's 33, but that's not bad for a pitcher. I mean, remember when the Cubs used to have all the relief pitchers in their Jesus years? Like that was a thing for a while. Yeah. Like, and Every that's, single that's really, 1.3 million is the number on that one. Yeah. That's that a bargain. Yeah, they're they're picking that up right away. Yeah, so Merryweather's back. Wisdom, that's a tougher one because now you're two and a half million or more. You're thinking, um, now you got him for a couple more years. It's only as his first arb, so he's just gonna start to get more expensive. He's 33. He's and it's P Wizzy. Where are these numbers coming from? I don't know. Math people. Who the <laughs> who the hell thinks that? I mean, Talkman at two million and P Wiz at two point six. Yeah, like, but it's just built in. Like this is how it works. Okay. Well, it's just the system. It's the system that's making it like this. And, I, and it's and again, these are just projections. Actual arbitration is, you know, like their guys go in with a number, and the Cubs guys go in with a number, and then somebody says, "Well, okay, I mean, the the one of these be is right for both of those guys, right?" But so, so what you what you actually have is a situation where, like, do they make a deal without going to arbitration, right? Um, so they could avoid arbitration. Or they can go in and say, okay, we give you this number, we give you that number, and and then the arbitrator picks one. I, um, yeah, I get that. I, I mean, I guess... The, or, the they can just run the ten, or they can just say, eh, I don't care, and then not, uh, not even offer him anything. 
I think Mike Talkman takes their offer, and I think the offer is more like one million versus two million. And do you think Talkman would take a league minimum? Yeah. Or would he go and try his luck somewhere else? I don't know. I mean, I think he would try his luck somewhere else because he had a really good summer last year, and he he showed some really uh, good defensive. Uh, he had a lot of flexibility out there. He was able to do different things for you. He, he led off, took a lot of at bats. I mean, it, it, that was like the first time he ever got a chance, and it 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 worked pretty good. I mean, you know. And then if you consider like him versus, hold like, on a second. Four seconds ago, I think I was saying that they do keep him, and you guys were arguing against it. And then, as soon as I say, "Well, you know," no, I'm saying he won't go. He won't take a million dollars. Like I'm, I'm saying that like he could find more money somewhere else. The question that on the table for me is, Patrick Wisdom, could he get two point six million dollars somewhere else? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And that strikeout rate. Yeah, but I do think that he could. He could be tradable maybe in this situation. Hey, he's mm-hmm. going to make two and a half. You know, I mean. Yeah, you can eat some money and send him somewhere else if you really want to. Yeah, I mean, um, other than that, I mean, because at some point these guys are just taking a roster spots if you want to improve anywhere. I feel like they're non-tendering wisdom. I just. I, I feel like that's probably right. Yeah, I could see it. Um, Adbert Alzelite, a steal at two and a half million. Um, I don't think we have to even discuss how awesome yeah, Edward no, Alzali is. Yeah, Mark, Mark Leiter Jr. I think you bring him back uh, yep. for what he could do if that le- if that uh, splits to lefties and keeps working. Um, yep. then you do that, and then Justin Steele an absolute bargain at four million. So the only Take one it. that we really agreed it was maybe on the bubble is Wisdom, maybe yeah. Talkman, and maybe well, Talkman, right. And Hoyer would be on the bubble if he wasn't making league minimum. You know, like well, I don't I know. for some, my brain broke for a second. I was like, Jed Hoyer is making league <laughs> minimum. I'm like, didn't know, didn't know they had minimums in that. Um, so anyway, so that that's somebody's going to be told before Thanksgiving that they're out of a job or that they're getting a raise. So, well. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it it will be interesting. Yeah, that's a weird list. Because, honestly, outside of Justice Steele and Adbert Alzali, who else do we have on that? Like, I kind of don't care. I guess Merriweather. Merriweather was good. Outside of that, those three, I kind of could care less. It's true. <laughs> well, it is true. I really could care less. Like you could replace <laughs> all, all those agreed guys. they're keeping every one of them except <laughs> you know, except for wisdom. And then and then we're like, but we don't necessarily want them all. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could I'd like better guys. Yeah. Than some of those dudes. Um the last thing I wanted to bring up, at least in this segment, because we, we got a lot more to talk about, um, including uh, Seth Kennedy is going to be here talking about his time on the marathon. We also um, have a, a lot of Thanksgiving's coming up. So we got the thanks from all the ranchers. Like we had people uh, say what they're thankful for. But I, I did want to talk about this because we really never talk about it. And now it's changing again. Jeff passing with this today. Big news. Major League Baseball's competition committee has produced proposed reducing the pitch clock with runners on base from 20 seconds to 18 seconds. Sources are telling ESPN the new rule could be implemented in time for the 2024 season. Details for free. 
at ESPN or on the Sun Radio show. I just told it to you. Okay. Here's the, here's the details. Michael hates it. <laughs> <laughs> it's what else stupid. do you need to know? And, I mean, look, I think the pitch clock was actually pretty successful this year. Um, I do in in the sense that it did what they wanted it to do, and that's move games along. Now, I think there's a lot of concern out there that uh, there's some injuries to players because yep. of that pitch clock, and now they want to make it even shorter? That seems insane to me. Yeah, I mean, just leave it alone, right? At this point, just it, it, it works. Just let it ride for like a minute before you go changing shit again. And, and what's two seconds going to do exactly. to the overall time of the game? And nothing. You know, Dodgers and, fans aren't even have time to get one popcorn before it's time for them to beat traffic on the way home. It's <laughs> it's like when they when they stop throwing the four intentional walk pitches. I still hate that. I'm still mad about it. I will be mad about that forever. Throw the damn ball, you cowards. (laughs) But it's just like, it's so ridiculous. Some of these things. I I wish. Shave two seconds. Like, what do you. you, I wish they would explain to us why. What is the reasoning that they have? Like, it's just 20 seconds is too long versus eight. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, and it and it seemed and it seemed they already seemed to fix what they were looking to fix. The games yeah. got a lot shorter. The pace got a lot quicker. There was a lot more stolen bases. Uh, it you know, and this is what kind of what I want to talk about. I don't want to open a, a giant can of wor- worms right now, but and maybe this is something we could talk about later on the Discord as well. Is like I also I was kind of not surprised to hear you say that it was kind of a successful overall implementation of the pitch clock work rule. Now I still contend that I wish that they just played faster, but it didn't seem like they were about to do that. So um, was it necessary? I don't, I don't really think so, but like it actually worked. And only a few times when I was at games this year, was I like, that I feel like it was too fast. Like I felt rushed with my Wrigley baseball experience. And I felt like it got better as the year went on because the players learned where they could take the time. The catchers held the ball longer. The, the, the way that maybe it's the three batter minimum rule that kind of changed the way that, you know, like David Ross and his two out pitching changes sort of thing. So the game, they started manipulating it in ways not necessarily to make it longer, but it the result was that it got longer. And maybe sometimes it was to make it longer. Like when the catcher is like, my pitcher needs a breather, so I'm going to pretend that I dropped the ball or that I need to adjust my uh, shin guard or how many times this year did the – Pitchcom just the pitch stop. I can't stop hear them, man. Right? We, got, we got to change the battery in this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the absolute worst batteries anybody has ever seen in their life. <laughs> yeah, Dur- Duracell's definitely not doing a deal with Major League Baseball and the pitch guy. <laughs> you know, it, our, you know ours run on Amazon Basic. <laughs> Amazon Basic batteries in every pitch com at Major Leagues. <laughs> instead, instead of. Uh, shaving whatever two seconds off of this 
you know, pitch clock, why don't they make the brims of the of their hats into little uh, solar panels? To power, to power these, <laughs> these things that just don't seem to keep going. It's a little too green for the MLB owners, don't you think? It's a little too environmentally friendly. Then they then they would actually be calling games for rain, like so, the second it got cloudy. We didn't complain about the pitch clock this year that much. Not as much as we did before the season. And I just kind of find that interesting. I'm, it's not that I'm like like the pitch clock necessarily but i'm i was absolutely fine with it eventually i and my anger subsided i guess i didn't hate the longer games like that was never really a concern for me i do feel like some of the games were a little short like i i honestly I did kind of feel that and uh you know but overall in the watching of it the actual experience it was it was fine i guess i mean there were times back in the day that pitchers did kind of screw around a little too long, you know. IFG, where are you? Where were you at it with it through as I, the year progressed? Not to sound like stubborn or whatever, um, it materially changed the way that I watch baseball. Um, I f- still see the numbers counting down on the screen, and it gives me anxiety. I don't enjoy it. I it I enjoy watching baseball less because there is a clock ticking down um every single pitch. So, yeah, I I hate it. I hate it a lot. I I watched less this year too. I did. I I listened I, a lot more uh to the radio and I kind of agree that just the fact that it felt like you've got to go Every go, keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. There is no moment to stop the game and let uh, like a moment happen. There were a few times that it was egregious to like a baseball moment, a human baseball moment that got wrecked. Yeah, Bellinger, uh, Bellinger yeah. back in LA getting a uh, you know, a standing ovation or whatever, and they. Call strike strike one. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Get in the box and hit that, you, asshole. To me, I, I mean, I have I have a really complicated relationship with time anyway um, for several reasons. But, like, the, the ballpark to me was a place where clocks didn't exist. And and now they do. And, and to me, that's worse. I personally, I you know, I feel what you're saying here, IFG, with showing the clock. I don't care. I don't like, I don't need to see the pitch clock at all unless they call a, uh, you know, some sort of a pitch clock violation. And then, you know, in the replay, they can show you how that violation happened, but I don't need to see that. That, clock. that might really make don't. it better. Um, but the fact that it's there, like, even if I go to the ballpark, there's like six clocks all the way around the stadium. And, uh, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like it. Not, not to, not to like harp on the point too much, but, but to me, it, it, it does affect how I watch the game and I don't right. like it. Well, I like what Dennis Huffman says. He said, the best thing to come out of the pitch clock is the bitch clock. And I, <laughs> and, and that I think we could all agree upon that. Yeah. Uh, the best thing that ever happened, you know, I would love to turn that into like a family board game. Well, maybe not a family board game because it's called bitch clock, but like, can you imagine like, you know, it's kind of like the, 
the uh, what, what's that game? Um, not words with friends. Uh, like cards against, cards against humanity. humanity. Yeah, you have a bitch clock version, and you know you say I got a bitch about something, and then you have an all bitch session or something. I don't know. I haven't worked out the details, but um, well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting that um, it, it, I guess uh, the the pitch clock success wasn't successy enough for them. <laughs> that so, yeah, that is insane and i feel like if you if you cut that down by another two seconds all it's going to do is make there be more times when people have violations and we shouldn't be working towards that yeah (laughs) they should maybe add two extra seconds to both versions just so that we don't have that i don't know yeah that's what people were saying like add add a little bit more time people actually concurred about that but what do the fans know we're just the people that watch it every day um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Seth Kennedy, who's going to tell us all about his experience of listening to Sunrito's Marathon podcast as he ran the New York City Marathon. Uh, but first, we'd like to remind you that the holidays are coming, and it's buy stuff for the people you love time. So please think of us and shop at sunranto.com slash shopping, where there are links to all sorts of fabulous shit. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Fear of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. Welcome back. I, I did want to share with you, too, that I'm, I am wearing a shirt that is for sale. Uh, that is such a short commercial. It's, it's a minute. <laughs> so check this out. I've got my Our Bull Penis Awesome shirt on. These are, uh, I think I've sold like maybe five of these in, in the last eight years, but you two, <laughs> you two could have one. I'm going to drop the link for it in the chat. I always forget to, uh, I don't know, sell the stuff I create. I just like, shouldn't people just know about it and love it and make me rich somehow? No, that's not how it works, but you can buy a bull penis. Awesome shirt amongst a lot of other things at sunranto.com slash shopping. And also, sunranto.com slash stuff where all the Amazon things are. And Black Friday's coming. And then Cyber Monday. And sure. then Giving Tuesday. And then Wacky Wednesday. Which yeah, I don't so, know who that is. <laughs> yeah, so so that. Black Friday, buy a black uh, black t-shirt. Right? Then uh, small business, I think we fit in that. Buy whatever colors t-shirt you want. On Giving Tuesday, you, I don't know, join Patreon. I think you can do all, we're a one-stop shop for every day. Agreed. Well, um, I don't know how to transition to Seth, but so here he is. It's, it's, 
It's fresh from his New York City Marathon. A big round of applause for Ranter Seth Kennedy. Hey. Seth, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. It's it's uh, nice to have you on. How, how nice are you? Here. How are you feeling? Uh, I, I can pretty much walk normally again, which is uh, an improvement over where I was a week ago. How many yeah, days I did it take imagine. you? How many days did it take to recover? Like, were, were you really hobbling around if, after running twenty six miles? Yeah, I mean, like the I, I did a good job of staying on my feet afterwards that day, so it helps take the edge off a little bit. But you know, going up and down stairs for a few days afterwards is. Uh, a slower production than I'm used to. Can you take sick days after a marathon? Can you just be like, my legs don't work anymore? <laughs> I, mean, I probably could. Uh, call in crippled? I would have to call in dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could even walk. It's sort of the, the epitome months. of a thing you did to yourself, though. So, you know. So, uh, for, let's just get this out of the way because I am so curious too. Carrie Meyer asks in the chat, can't wait to hear how close Danny was at predicting where Seth was along the route during the podcast. Yeah, I wonder about that, like this Williamsburger song and, you know, what we are saying when you're going by Gracie Mansion and up into by Yankee Stadium and with Uncle Mike in Queens. Like, um, how close were we? Pretty much bang on. Um, That's delightful. Wow. I mean, the uh... – uh, I, I only because you were on. <laughs> I mean, we were. You told me where you'd be, and then we were hoping you'd be there. As were you. Uh, the, there were a couple of points where, I, like the when you come off the Queensboro Bridge, you go from being on a bridge where there are no people down onto First Avenue in Manhattan, where it's wall to wall people. Um, so, like the experience of having the sound of that, I kind of paused for a couple of minutes and then picked it back up. Um, so, pretty much anywhere that I threw it off was my own fault for having paused. Um, but well, you don't want to miss a thing like, from our show, that's for sure. There's, <laughs> don't want to fast forward that. <laughs> sure, sure that we didn't say anything useless in the five hours we talked. Well, I mean, I mean, you talked about what four or five people off of the forty-man roster. You were making. I didn't want to miss anybody. Yeah, we got to finish that show. In fact, we didn't even. How many of those people are still on the forty-man roster? About half of them, I think. The Cubs added more people to the forty-man roster this week than we talked about in that show. (laughs) So uh, you're from the East Coast. You've been to Manhattan before, so you kind of knew. You know New York City, I would say, to a, a certain extent. But how was it? IFG was born in New York City, in fact. Um, yeah. So. I was born on Staten Island. So, you know, depending on how New Yorker you are. <laughs> so, I was born in New York City. I was born on Cop Island. It's a borough. It's a borough. But, a like, borough. what's what's the difference with when you're running it in that way, with especially with no traffic, where you're running in the middle of First I Avenue? I was to say less traffic. <laughs> No, yeah, no I mean, yeah, man, I used to have to dodge bicycles and stuff when I was running around there. <laughs> there are a couple of points during the race where you still have to do that. Um, there, <laughs> are a couple, uh, there are a couple funny. of pockets of, like, Brooklyn and stuff where, you know, people have to get across the street. They're just going to cross the street. Um, I've, I've been it. that guy. I'm like, marathon day? <laughs> Not today, buddy. <laughs> Out of my way. <laughs> um but I mean, it, 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 where it particularly gets helpful is 
at any marathon when you get into like the area past mile 20 and you start kind of losing your mind, uh, you just start doing math and figuring out like, okay, so I have this many miles left and I have to do this and I have to do that with, with that stretch here. It's the math is easier because you're, you, you come out of the Bronx and just go down fifth Avenue and you're at, you come in at like 165th and you know, you go into central park at like 75th and then you go down to the bottom of central park around 59th and then you have to go back into central park. So you, it, it, it helps to sort of do the math of just how much misery you have left until you get to stop. <laughs> Did you see anybody totally lose it? Like poop their pants and, you know, <laughs> laying on the side of the ground crying. Not really. I mean, the any any time you you once you get into the second half of the race, there's constantly people stopping, stretching. Um, well, you went fast. You were probably ahead of all those losers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like those people were way in your dust. Anyhow, yeah, well, just, the, the, those people seem to have fun too. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if they didn't finish. Well, I mean, true. I wonder what the percentage is of people that don't finish. I would like to know because I'd be in that. I'm like I'm, I I'm one of the rare people that don't finish the race. It's I mean it's it's pretty small. I I, I think it's something like ninety eight percent of people who started finished or something like that. And I mean, well, when do they finally take the shit away? You know, like they're like, it's been eight hours. We're done. We don't <laughs> care if Jimmy. Has four more blocks or not? We're we're, we're out of here. Well, so they every race has like an official cutoff time. Um, some of them are more aggressive than others. Um, there's one called the the Marine Corps Marathon in DC um, has a cutoff time at which like the it goes across the Francis Scott Key Bridge from Virginia into DC. Um, and if by 1.30 p.m. or whatever the cutoff time is, you're not across the bridge, tough shit, they open the bridge. They blow up the bridge, you die. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Run faster next time, loser. You really don't, don't want to be on the, on the bridge. Shooting people. <laughs> um, but New York is actually unique in that I, I think their official cutoff time is like seven hours after the last person starts or something like that they'll cut off the official timing, but they don't actually like close the finish line and stop giving out medals or anything like that until the last person finishes. So like um, you can get, you know, halfway through Brooklyn and stop and like have a pizza and a beer and <laughs> chill out with your friends a little bit and then go finish up the race. I, I don't know how much of that you can do voluntarily. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could do a, a like a marathon bar crawl and just go 26 <laughs> miles and hit every bar, <laughs> you know, do a shot of Malort, keep on going. Well, the, there, there, there was a guy at like mile 24, 24 and a half at the side of the road with a tray of plastic shot glasses, pouring out fireball shots. Oh, <laughs> hero. What mile I is this? The show. <laughs> I, 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 I've, you know, a, a lot of races you get, like if you run by, uh, frat house or anything like that they think it's funny to set up their own aid station with cups of beer um Love i like those guys them. a shot of fireball 24 miles into a marathon is probably not a good idea <laughs> yes no then you're water. one of those people pooping yourself <laughs> that's <laughs> how that happens best case scenario yeah exactly 
Um, that's, so uh, you're on the East Coast, but why are you a Cubs fan? Like, what's your connection to Chicago? I mean, I, I grew up there, um, moved out here um, first for college, kind of wound up back in Chicago for law school by accident, um, but moved out here. <laughs> I like uh, how you accidentally went to law school. Well, the, the the plan was to end up out here um, and the law school search process and the financial aid offers uh, had other ideas. Um, ah. But uh, actually wound up the I, I interviewed for my first job out here like the last week of March of 2016 and knew it had gone well enough that we ended up going to opening day of 2016 as a proxy for like, we know we're going to be moving out soon. And, you know, the, this might be the year. So we should at least see something. See one at least one game at Wrigley to, to say you did. Um, and and we we when we were when I was in law school, we lived not far from Wrigley field. So as cool as the uh, atmosphere would have been uh, being in the neighborhood when it actually happened, probably would have been a bit much. Yeah, it was, it was a bit much to be there. I, I, I still feel it. I'm still exhausted from 2016. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's the, that never felt the same again. I never used that elbow quite the same way. Um, so well, that's congr- how Aldous Chapman felt about his elbow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no kidding. Well, shockingly, he's uh, been in every single World Series since then. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that happened. So uh, are so you've done now. You've done the the New York Marathon, and you've done. Is was that your first time doing that one? That was my first time doing New York. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to continue on? Do you have like a bucket list of marathons that you want to get to? Uh, so uh, sort of long-term bucket list, I, I'd like to try to do one in every state. Um, oh my God, that's a, uh, that's a lot. Does Alaska um, even have one? They do. Do you use skis, dogs, sleds? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have to shut down the roads. There's just nobody there. <laughs> there is no roads. <laughs> You just run the entire Iditarod path without any exactly <laughs> with medicine, <laughs> with medicine around your neck. Um, but I, I'd, I'd like to do that. I'd, uh, I've I've done New York and Chicago, which is two of the six world major marathons. Um, so still would have London, Berlin, Tokyo, and Boston. Um, so. Would like to do that, and then, I mean, there there are lots of just sort of fun destinationy sorts of races. There's one in South Africa that like goes through a big game nature preserve. See, so like run away from so lions cool. and stuff. <laughs> that'll, that'll get you going. I finished at three fifteen because a cheetah was chasing me. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be out there after the cutoff on that one. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, that literally the cut off. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's wild. You know, that's you. You must be in great shape. I mean, and um, you know, that's that takes a lot of stick to itiveness to be able to do something uh, a feat, a physical feat of that nature. Yeah, you you don't have to be good at it. You just have to do it a lot. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I, I can run for a very long time, kind of fast. Well, I mean, that's about the best I can do. 
you heard in the podcast, like we were, we were doing the show and to me, I mean, I was having fun. It felt like it was way too fast. I was just like thinking to myself when, when Danny was bringing up where you were supposed to be, I was like, how can he possibly be this far right now? Like, I'm he's fast, man. <laughs> So, well, we had a lot of fun doing it for you. And, uh, you know, I we'll record a marathon podcast for Tokyo. We'll do it in Japanese, in fact. You know, I know we'll like four on, words. We, we talked about those. it earlier. We'll yeah. bring on Minivish. We'll bring on O-Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find we'll Ichiro wherever he is. Yeah, Ichiro will come. We'll bring back Koji Says. But remember we did we, – uh, Koji uh, – no, Koot. Fuji, Fuji, no, Koji, Fuji, Koji, Fujihara. Koji, Fujihara. Fuji, yeah. Fujiyama. No, Fujihara. Okay. It was Hara. And yes, he had a blog. I remember the Koji. <laughs> he had a blog and we translated and it was, and it, it, he's actually, he's still, um, he's still hanging out too. He's still doing baseball stuff, but people, well, somebody brought that up. Nori Kawasaki doing these days? Maybe you can get him on. He'd come on. Yeah, monkeys don't get cramps. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. That would be so that's what so get that Japanese uh marathon going and we'll find every single Japanese player, including new cub Shohei Otani, who we're definitely signing this offseason. We're gonna get Otani uh you know who who's the, the pitcher that everybody I Yamamoto. I, Yamamoto we're getting, Yamamoto, yes, we're getting Yamamoto. Yep. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna have Salamora Award winner. He just won his third gold glove in a row. He threw no hitters in consecutive seasons through two this year. Amazing. Great guy. Yeah. So Seth- all, all those guys. So so basically we are gonna start selling this city to these players. If you come play here, this random guy that you've never heard of will run a marathon in Tokyo and then a I don't know. Podcast will do a <laughs> show in Japanese for you. I, this this is selling itself. I don't I don't see I'm how Otani could not come here now. Look, if, if this is what I can do to help bring Shohei Otani to Wrigley Field, well, we <laughs> recorded it tonight, so we will always have proof that we manifested it this evening with IFG's awesome shirt. With us talking about it, with us praising his name, and us um, also praising you for your incredible physical feat. But um, yes, I, uh, very and, I, and that's feet with the uh, F E A T. I don't know how you're actually. I, I mean, also yeah. his incredible feet because I know mine couldn't have done that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> mine could have. So, um, well, we'll see you on the Discord afterwards. Love talking to you. See, Seth's one of the guys that this sells itself too. You could hang out with Seth. If you were a, a Patreon member, hung out on Discord with us. Even if you weren't a Patreon member, you could hang out with Seth. So, um, anyway, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, congratulations again. We're gonna play a really short commercial, and then uh, we'll be right back. Uh, Spagog, Seth. Spagog. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your T-shirts from In the Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby, Saya, Morel, too. Clark Fly in his W, Cody Bellinger smoking dudes, vintage shirts from days of old, Patrick Wisdom and Nico, 
You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. Temper set off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni. If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, the Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Hashtag chance in the chat. If you would like to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom and be entered to win the fabulous bag of goodies. Um, man, I could never run a marathon. I just, that's just one thing I'm never going to do. Never going to ride in a submarine. Never going to get in a hot air balloon. Never going to skydive. <laughs> like, that's a lot of things, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Danny just spends the rest of the night listing crap. He never going to never gonna ride a shark. <laughs> never going <laughs> to... Uh, never going wa- to water ski. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you could water ski. Not doing it. Oh, well, that's just... <laughs> no, I'm... Never swimming in Crawley's Lake. No, I... <laughs> I, I ran, I can run like I, you know, in the army, we always had to run all the time. And so I can do it. I just can't imagine like wanting to do it for that long. <laughs> like I, and, and I don't think in any way I could pull off a sub four hour marathon. Like I just. Not a I, chance in hell. I think I could just because I'd want to get it over with as fast as possible. <laughs> just like I'm just gonna do this as quickly. Just go with the 26 miles so I could go rest somewhere. Um. So I wanted to. I asked in the the Discord, and I also asked on the Sun Rancho Ranchers page because this is our last show before Thanksgiving. Because next week we're gonna take off for the holiday, and then we'll be back. And we'll be back with all sorts of fun and exciting things like, I don't know, the Sun Ranto caroling competition. That's going to start. Um, I really hope the Cubs do something over the next, like, before we come back. Because, my Lord, there was not a bunch to talk about. Cubs yeah, we lost. literally talked about Bailey Horn for like 15 minutes. <laughs> it had a guy who ran a marathon. It's not even the same sport. <laughs> so, I- <laughs> There's running involved. So um, anyway, I asked people what to be to what they're thankful for. And so we got some answers. Um, this is already Mr. Fourth Throw from the Discord. He says, I'm thankful that we have this group, that we can have an exchange of ideas and thoughts. Some we agree on and others not. I wonder who he means. And have the understanding that we are in this together. Oh, and we can't get censored and throw in Facebook jail within a freaking private freaking group so 
Agreed. So, uh, already a longtime listener and a good friend of the show for many years. So uh, here's another one. This is from Josh. He said, kind of weird, but I'm thankful I lost my job this fall. Well, I'm sorry, Josh. That That is abs- kind of weird. It's very weird. <laughs> he says, he goes on to say, it's been a great time reassessing life goals and being present for my wife and kids. I've also been able to do some travel that I wouldn't have otherwise done. Looking forward to my next chapter and a smiley face. So that's great. He's got a positive attitude. He says, my dogs are thankful for having a full-time walker in the house. <laughs> and uh, Seth, who was just at the on the show, says, being present for your wife and kids is great. Hanging out with dogs full-time is the damn dream. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your dogs, but sure. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. And good luck with whatever you do next, Josh. So. Um, yeah, it's and, a, and it's great to have that sort of an outlook on it as well. Definitely. I mean, I don't know what Josh was doing or, or you know, what his situation is this moment, but I'm glad he's being able to, you know, take some time to enjoy not working. I think he was a pole dancer. Oh, pretty, pretty sure he was a stripper. <laughs> not sure. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> work it out. He lost his job he because of the tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> he just hasn't been <laughs> reporting all the ones. Boomer Bill says, I'm thankful for this group and the fact that you allow a grumpy old boomer to play in your reindeer games. He is the oldest one of all of us, I think. Um, maybe Tom. I think him and Tom. Um, I'm especially thankful to Rocket. Aw. Who would have thought meeting the funny man with a guitar at Skender Lake? That's Corey's Lake, Corey Finneran from IVNV. Oh, at IVNV weekend at the lake, would have led to the fun and, and enjoyment and ranting I've had since the initial meeting. I think in 2016, totally agree. And a lot of these actually echo my sentiments, which is I can't imagine, you know, without the last 11 years of doing this show and hanging out with all of you and what the Cubs have like become as like this giant part of my life. Um, you know, I can't, I can't imagine what my life would be right now. I, I mean, I might be really successful. <laughs> <laughs> if you would take all these hours, we've done this and just and done something worthwhile. something constructive with it. And instead <laughs> yeah. we're making Four-hour jokes with Boomer Bill in the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I kind of love that he put in there playing the reindeer games because if I remember, I mean, obviously, Danny, you've been doing Cubsmas Carols for the entire time. But, like, a lot of this got started. Me and Bill went back and forth, I think, in 2019, maybe 2018. Uh writing and playing and, and singing really bad Christmas songs at each other. Like dirty ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like really yeah. nasty, raunchy ones. Yeah. I yeah, think and- I remember that. So, <laughs> so yeah. And, and by the way, I do want to bring this up about the Christmas carols is that, you know, if, if somebody steals your idea for a Christmas song, do your own anyway. It doesn't matter. You know, like, it, so if somebody uses Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that's the song you were going to use, it, it doesn't matter. It, maybe it should be about something different, you know. Don't I think totally... six of us did 12 Days at Christmas this week. 
Yeah, exactly. It's so not. don't don't think that you know you gotta you know that there could be multiple of the same song. So um, I'm gonna put a few more of these up. Mike Waller from the Cubs PS Plus podcast says, "I'm very thankful for this group, the best group of Cubs fans I've ever found online." Also very thankful to be a part of the FFSN. Now that's the fan first sports network. Uh, then also thankful to have a franchise that seems on the rise. A big change from the last several years. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Um, How fun is it to like be hopeful again as a Cubs fan? Now, I've yeah. often said if we didn't have any false hope, we'd have none at all. But like this almost feels like real hope. Yeah, I was like, what's that weird feeling in my chest? Oh, it's hope. I like feel like uh, at the end of Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, when, the, when they're all We're singing anyway. three sizes. I yeah. can feel it pushing against the iron cage. <laughs> the feeling in my yeah. chest. Oh, my heart's beating again. Oh my god. Um, well, uh, I'd like to echo what Mike said there about the best Cubs fans. Look, I've said it a number of times on this show, and I have that Discord and the things that we talk about and and where people are coming from. This is a really smart uh the ranchers are brilliant like they're really good at all this stuff so yeah so uh tim j80 says thankful the cubs didn't completely suck and they had a winning record also thankful for this group and how we can all share in the good times and the bad um and then eric brown this is from facebook said uh not sure <laughs> this is about what he's thankful for. He says, not sure. I get worried that Jed Hoyer is going to swap out my turkey for tofurkey next Thursday. <laughs> Once again, I'm just hoping he gets us some pitchers, some hitters, and some other really good, and we end up with like a turducken instead. <laughs> You still got to respect the Facebook group Sunranto Ranchers. Oh, we got though. a manager. That's the third one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, too bad he can't play. Actually, it's a good thing we don't have to look at his dumb da- batting stance where he looks <laughs> like a man chained up on the wall. Um, th- this is from Seth Kennedy, who is uh, our marathoner, said uh, – He's like, here's my joke, thankful. I'm thankful that I'm not a Sox fan. <laughs> Me so too. True, but seriously, he says, running the New York City Marathon was a dream years in the making for me. It was an absolute struggle through the notoriously difficult final stretch. And the fact that you guys wasted so much fucking time to make me laugh throughout was just wonderful. I know I've said it before, but I can't thank you all enough. Also, Craig Council. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> thankful for that dude, too. And then uh, Brandon Stahl says, I quote-unquote healthy organization. I don't know if you meant that sarcastically. Yeah, we're, <laughs> it's hard to tell. we're still waiting on the the lab results to come back on that healthy organization. Yeah. Um, Wrigleyville Bump says, thank for all of you and being a ranter and also oh, getting t- to take care of Kitty and getting to take in the sites, including Graceland Cemetery. Thanks to me, and also thankful for the deep dish pizza that they had at Michael's Pizzeria. I've never had their deep dish, but it looks delicious and exactly how deep dish should look. Um, like yeah, and I'm out. thankful. F- I'm thankful to Joe for watching my cat. So, like he he stayed with his, at my house with his family and watched my cat because I lost my cat sitter, and I'm like, hey, you wouldn't. You wouldn't feel like coming to Chicago for a day and going. <laughs> remember how you were talking about going to Graceland Cemetery? Uh, you know, I need about 48-hour cat watch here. So um, he did that. I'm thankful. Uh, John Friedman is thankful for the firing of Ross. 
says, now I feel like I can move on to the next chapter. Man, that was harsh. That's how I feel. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> but it connected me to much, too much to 2016, and I hated the Ricketts for doing what they did. John, this is a thankful <laughs> that, that that was the most like, Sun Ranto thankful I've ever heard. I'm so glad this shit's over. Fuck <laughs> bad guy. <laughs> April, that's Dan Nielsen's girlfriend, said, I'm thankful for Dan Nielsen and the love that we shared. Aww. Also him bringing me and the kids closer to the Cubs and the ranters. So uh, if you don't know who Dan Nielsen is, he is a ranter that uh, the anniversary, the first anniversary of Dan dying was just a few days ago. Was it yesterday? Yesterday or the day before? And it was just a shock. A young guy had a stroke, died. And um, so we got to, we threw a big thing in the bleachers this year for him and his family. And it was a magical time that i will never forget ian hap threw us baseballs there were there was like a miracle cubs comeback that fizzled which dan nielsen probably thought was hilarious from hell (laughs) and just he i mean just it was just a really beautiful uh time that we had and you know i'm thankful that dan was in our lives and made us laugh so much so yeah and now april's in our life too and guess we have annual dan nielsen ranter day at the ballpark. Um, Mary Ellen Gurley says the bleachers and ball hot corner. Amen for that. Uh, and Bill Sugar says me. Danny Rocket. Heart. No. Well, I, I feel the same way, Bill. And, and about all the ranters. So. Um, well, and because- uh, in, in the chat, Robert yeah. Sanchez Jr. I'm thankful the Cardinals finished dead last. Yeah, and if you got more thankfulnesses, we'll take them through the rest of the show because we got one more thing to talk about. Um, if you well, have more, to end thankfulnesses, on a, 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 a little darker note. Mike Waller asks, "Is this a front office fake rally? <laughs> <laughs> getting getting counsel could very." well be the worst fake rally we've ever seen well i was going through our show last week and cutting it up for you know digestible tiktoky segments and uh I, you know i thought it was funny when ifg said our team will spin on anything but a player <laughs> like, right. we the spent a billion dollars on a sports book nobody can gamble in yeah so but- that, is, that is one thing that people don't talk about enough is how insanely stupid that place is. Yeah. A lot of it ways. Is, it is a giant Chili's. Yeah. I wish it was a rock. TVs. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait till it becomes a Chili's. And they're like, uh... I mean, hey, Chili's, Chili's got deep pockets. There's still a lot of also blossoms. a better restaurant than Chili's. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I like Chili's, man. Make a... no, they're not making run for their border. What's their thing? <laughs> Make a run for the toilet. (laughs) 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 So, um, so I don't know. Do you guys have a good, the bad and the ugly? I, we're not going to do bad and ugly. I just had a good because we're going to start our secret Santa next when we come back. So, so I'm going to post about that on the discord and on Sun Rancher Ranchers Facebook. We're going to do secret Santa again. Get in on it, like minimum $25 gifts, stuff like that. But it's a lot of fun. Get to know people, buy each other fun cup stuff that you wouldn't buy for each other 
otherwise. But <laughs> I thought I would do my little wit, my little wish list. Uh, Joey, <laughs> Spirit <laughs> Halloween next year for the sports. That'd be great. Dude, I would love to get a giant Spirit Halloween and put it. Uh, um, that would be so funny. That'd be absolutely wonderful. I mean, hopefully we're playing on Halloween next year. Yeah. So what did you have on your, um, Goodness, uh, on my wish on my wish list. Okay, uh, let yeah. me find it. It's you somewhere. said you said minimum oh, yeah. twenty five or maximum twenty five. Maximum. That's what. He oh, yeah, maximum. Maximum oh, twenty five. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, minimum, minimum twenty five. We're this is the high rollers table. <laughs> high rollers. Get in. Yeah, <laughs> go go big or go home. So, what I'm thinking is, I I like, I want my gift to be something that I could use for uh, the project warning track. And so Ooh. my idea is to, I've created this character and his Thanks. name is the Cubanon shaman. And it's kind of, <laughs> if you see what I got going on here, I, let me explain it to the podcast listeners. You've got like the, you know, the grand poobah water Buffalo from the Flintstones hat. Um, okay. And, and it's like a 50 year old reference. Keep going. And well, it looks kind of like Marge Simpson's <laughs> hair, right? In, it, it in a way, does. except for it's got the big white uh, buffalo horns coming out the side. And so the Cubanon Shaman, I'm just going to get this hat, which is 25 bucks right there. There's your present. And then I just put a patch on it, like a Cubs patch. And I'm instantly Cubanon Shaman. And as you can see, uh, QAnon Shaman there, that's just kind of an artist rendering. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as my shitty non-Photoshop skills. Yeah, you're, you're, you're stretching there to say that artist is, rendering. That is certainly something. <laughs> so it's, it's a character I'm bringing out. I think he chops cup snakes. He definitely, <laughs> he definitely storms the bleachers. <laughs> so, and and I could also if I don't want to use this blue hat, I could also use this Cubanon shaman, which is a lot furrier, but it looks like that could keep you warm in those April games. I could definitely get on Sunday night baseball dressed as Cubanon shaman. Absolutely, yeah. Get obvious shirts to make me a Cubanon shaman shirt. Scream a lot. Shit on somebody's desk. Shit on a desk. <laughs> Light a cigar. Call it a day. Amazing. Coming on shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys want? <laughs> well, I I misunderstood the uh, the assignment. <laughs> I thought we were just coming up with. This is what I think other people may want i i would kind of want this but uh i have a lot of hoodie sweatshirts already but this is i found this out there we sell this yes it's on <laughs> amazon i didn't know if you if Amazing. you look up if, if you go on amazon and type in sun ranto swag uh -huh. it'll bring up all the different things that you can get with and this is the sun ranto show uh Royal blue hoodie pullover hoodie, and it's got the Dabin Cubes fan. I have a green t shirt with the Dabin Cubes fan. I love this version of the Cubes fan, it's my favorite. So, 
I'll actually I found the Sun Ranto swag link. So I'm going to drop that in the chat. There is a lot of cool, cool stuff in there. Because I just. There's, I, there's one shirt that says it's TFG and it's got a finger. And I mean, just for about two seconds, I thought it said IFG. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't sell any of these. Nobody buys them. Maybe it's because we don't tell anybody that they exist. But do you remember? <laughs> you, you don't were, even know they exist. I didn't know that that existed because I think you could just check, like, do you want to sell sweatshirts? I'm like, sure, maybe somebody could do yeah, it. Why I not? Just, so, uh, but nobody ever buys them, so I don't think to sell them. But um, do you remember this one that I made? Because I just this just came up. This was the David Ross shirt that we made. <laughs> don't let the pleasure exceed the accountability. Yeah, and it, <laughs> I think. This is actually for sale. <laughs> this is for sale. <laughs> and it's, it's in like <laughs> Times New Roman. Yeah. The exactly. font is just terrible. <laughs> it might be the worst shirt that anybody ever made. Is this something <laughs> Mrs. Ross said? I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something that we said that David Ross said. Cause, because you know how um, Joe Madden was don't let the – what is it? Don't let the Try pressure – Yeah, yeah. don't but let those... the pressure exceed the pleasure. And so then Danny mashed it with Something David Ross's they... accountability. Don't let the, don't let the uh, pleasure exceed the accountability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in Times New Roman font. <laughs> That was an afternoon well spent for me. <laughs> this, shirt, this shirt's scratchy. Just, Everything's bad. Well, no, you don't want any pleasure. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, the I most spent half of my life looking around on Fanatics, waiting for them to learn how to count to 13 so that I can get things to say infield fly girl on them. And then I found this. Your name here. Fan cave where there's no off season. I could put it like, I could put it like, like right there. Okay, yeah. and it could so, say infill fly girl where there's no off season. Fan cave where there's no off season. Seriously, even the middle of the night, you're watching baseball. I'm watching baseball all year long, all night long, all night, all day, twenty four hours. 369 days a year. Nice. <laughs> nice. But I think that um I, I think that is uh I think this was yeah, it's thirty five dollars. So it doesn't it doesn't meet the it doesn't fit the bill. I could so see if you're going looking in. for something that fits the bill and uh you're like me and you live in Seattle where you can't take bags into the stadium unless they are clear, you can get this. Oh, so when the Cubs are here in Seattle for four games in April, like they're going to be, I can rep my Cubbies. Yeah, I like that. And I think you can buy, if this is off Fanatics, we have yeah, a Fanatics. Yeah, this is all off Fanatics. So you go to sunranto.com slash shopping and you click the Fanatics button there. And, you and buy then it the helps stuff. me buy tickets and beer. Yeah, precisely. So uh, does anybody, do we have anything else? Do we want to talk about Christopher Morell and the hilarious thing that the writers keep saying that he's playing first base this winter well, and the fact that the, the Aguilas Sibayanas have decided they're going to put him literally as far away from uh, first base as humanly possible third. every single game? 
Yeah, all the left field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just every game. Yeah, is it a joke? I mean, I it's, don't know how much do these. They must talk somewhat. There must be some sort of instructions to be like, hey, this kind of what we want him to do, and then they run the team like how they want to. But I still. think Daddy Jesus is like, I put him where I want him. <laughs> well, you know, and and it, and it's funny if people are wondering where we where we started from uh, in the. GM meetings that were last week, Jed Hoyer actually was, was asked about Christopher Morrell and he told the reporter that like, Oh, he's in line of right now. He's working on playing first base and, and then no he one never... is going to play first base at all. The Aguilas have a first baseman, uh, Elihuis, Elihuis Montero, Elihuis Montero, and uh, he's apparently blocking. <laughs> he's blocking Morell's advancement into well, first base. He never played first base one time uh, for the Cubs. Like, where did this come from in the first place? Like, it felt like maybe like a t- weird troll, or that they're trying to trade him, or it's just some weird smoke signal, or I don't know. They're playing. like, what, what we really want is for him to be on the completely other side of the ballpark from first base. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what he's doing. He's on the other side, so he has got a really good view of what a first baseman does. <laughs> he, can, <laughs> he can just study it and uh, see it from the perspective and then try to do it himself. Yeah, Ro- that's kind of wild. Robert Sanchez Jr. Uh, says, Starlin Castro, question marks? Yes. yes. It is oh yeah, no, Starlin's Castro. on the team, mm-hmm. and and Alexander Canario. If y'all were paying attention to, it's been delightful. Um, Pedro Strope is on the team as well. Uh, he keeps giving up the lead because um, he's just not breaking <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Bless his heart, he's trying so hard. And then the the other thing you got in this chat here is about Colonel Sanders. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, the so this curse is of Colonel Sanders. Yes. So this year, it's been really funny. Um, in uh, the the Texas Rangers won the World Series, uh, breaking the second longest uh, World Series drought. Um, the uh, Kia, no, the my brain. The LG Twins uh, in the KBO <laughs> just won the uh, the Korea Series, uh, breaking the second longest drought in uh, Korean series uh, history. And then this year, the Hanshin Tigers uh, won the, uh, the the Japan series, breaking the second longest drought in NPB uh, history. The last time they won was in 1985. And this officially ends the curse of the Colonel. So what year to be second longest drought? So that's like there's one team that has gone more years without having won the Japan series. But what is the curse of the Colonel? So the curse of the Colonel, I'm so glad you asked. The curse of the Colonel is delightful. So back in 1985, so 38 years ago, I was a wee little fetus at the time, uh, was the last time the... the the Hanshin Tigers won the Japan Series. Before they won the Japan Series, they, of course, they had to win the Central League pennant. And this was the first time they had won the Central League pennant in ages and ages and ages. And everybody was so delight, delighted. There was a, 
a whole thing going on. Like they hadn't won in forever. And there was this writer, he might've like written manga or uh, science fiction novels or something. And he was like, if the Hanshin Tigers win the pennant, I'm going to go jump in the canal. And so they finally win the pennant in 85 and everybody's like, we're going to go jump in the canal. Clearly. Uh, so everybody goes to jump in the canal. And so while they're all doing that, everybody's like, this guy will come up and be like, I look like so-and-so, the first baseman. And then he jumps into the canal. And I look like this guy, the shortstop. And he jumps into the canal. And when they get to like this, the one of their foreign players, actually a foreign player, first baseman, um, Randy Bass, uh, he was a white guy and nobody looked like him. So they went looking around for something that looked like Randy Bass to uh, jump into the canal. And what they ran into was this statue of Colonel Sanders because, you know, Randy Bass, Colonel Sanders, they look so much <laughs> uh, And so they decide to pull the statue from the KFC restaurant uh, oh near it, it, there and, and they chuck him into the canal and the statue <laughs> sinks into the water. They're trying to pull it out. Nobody can pull it out. And they try to pull it out. Nobody can pull it out. And, and so it just like, and then the, um, the Tigers then, uh, made it to the Japan series and they won. And then the TV host said that the Tigers would never win again until the Colonel was rescued from the canal and cleaned of the sludge. And literally nobody took it seriously, except that then they didn't win a, a, another Central League title for another 18 years and fans dove into the Dodonbori canal again uh and and then somebody died and so like yeah and they were like okay so maybe the colonel is taking this seriously and uh and then they didn't win uh they didn't win the japan series that year they finally pulled the statue out of the canal in like 2009 but it was broken into pieces and they couldn't put the whole thing together oh my god so he's missing his arm and, like, and so, and, and they end up like putting up this statue in the KFC home office. Uh, and, you know, they display this thing in front of Koshian Stadium. The Tigers won, uh, finished in fourth place that year. Uh, in 2014, KFC moved it to the headquarters and the Tigers made it to the Japan series that year, but then they ultimately lost in like five games. Um, and then anyway, this year for the, the Japan series, the, um, they, they actually took it to all seven games. So they almost have the chance to like win everything at, at Cushion Stadium, which is where the, the Tigers play. And, uh, and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, uh, shut them out, which took it to a game seven. And we were like, oh my gosh, like it's going to happen again. They're going to lose again. They're going to lose again. And they ended up winning in Osaka. So they, they have won. They, defeated the curse of the colonel uh everybody says the curse is broken now they have now won the the japan series and uh they said that it would it would have been hilarious if you know they had been able to do that with the cardboard cutout of colonel sanders watching from the kfc in koshian stadium but they took it to that game seven and he did not get to watch or prevent the evil from happening again oh my god I just want to know why they had a Colonel Sanders statue there in the first place. <laughs> like, it's not who like. Love, who doesn't love fried chicken? Well, yeah, but it's not like at the KFCs in the United States, they got Colonel Sanders statues. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it's not. Part no, but of- they have a, 
they have Ronald McDonald's outside of well, yes, that I would understand. That I would understand because I've seen that before, but I've never seen a Colonel Sanders statue at a KFC. I mean, I'll go to KFC, but you know, it's just a dang shame they weren't able to win uh, a a few years back. Because then I could have made this really Cubs related. Because there's our good friend there, Kosuke Fukudome, former captain. Of the Hanshin Tigers. And yeah, I sorry, I had to I had to really make it punch related somehow. I really love the idea that they're like like just grab the statue of the old white guy because that's close yes, enough. Like Randy Bass. <laughs> All those white people look the same. <laughs> Throw it in the water. I like I mean, when you- I mean look at that. Like just, just, I mean, in that picture, he, Randy Bass does not. I mean, they almost had the same hairstyle, like that little, <laughs> like kind of like page boy cut sort of thing going on. Um, so I, I like what uh, Joey says in the chat here. He says that he had the curse of Colonel Sanders one late night after eating a five dollar box from KFC. <laughs> yeah, you I, eat you at KFC what? enough, you're gonna have the curse of Colonel Sanders. Let me tell you. I never had that curse, but I am a little worried. Uh, I could be cursed because I I shit in a canal. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that story on next week's Rando. <laughs> Let's save that one for the Discord. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to drop a link in the Which chat. Team have I cursed <laughs> for the face? <laughs> For the Facebook event for the Cubs caroling, I've already been writing Cubs carols for the event. Um, I just wrote uh, Master Boney in another loss about uh, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. And um, that's delightful. What was interesting is because I made this lyric made the 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 uh, the lyrics here that when they play Master Boney, the Cubs had a record of 27 and 33, which is true. But get this. When he starts, they have a winning record. Yeah. But it's like 18 and 17. It's like not, it's not like, a, you know, it's not a much of a winning it's record. It's a rounding error, Danny. Is it a rounding error? Yeah. But either way, like I, I wanted to, I was making more fun of Mastroboni in the song. And then I was like, well, let me see if that's actually accurate. I don't want to be putting inaccuracies in my Cubsmas carols. So just so you know, all my Cubsmas carols are being fact-checked by me. Well, I drove down And you would never lie. (laughs) Last Thursday, I drove down to uh, Oklahoma to see my son uh, perform at the halftime um, at the football game there. And on the drive down, Emily and I are, are cruising along, and she's just finding... The most obscure, like, Christmas songs that she can find. And then we were trying to make up Cubsmas lyrics to it. And I'm pretty sure I am going to do uh, Donde Este, Donde Este Santa Claus. Yeah, I've heard it. I've, I've, I've seen that one in the books. Like, yeah, so that one I'm, made the Anglo books somehow. I'm thinking Donde Este Chris Morel. Don't they stop Chris Morrell? Don't they stop Chris Morrell? Gotta get a Canario line in there too. <laughs> well, you'll have a chance to win as long as you don't sing. Yeah, no, my hope. Well, <laughs> it's very important. What are you talking about, man? I'm, I'm I sing like an angel <laughs> or a demon. I don't know. Last year, hey, last year I rapped 
So yeah, you you actually had a good great. showing last year, I believe. <laughs> but now I'm and and I I have actually done. Uh, I did Feliz Navidad one year. So yeah, this that was be funny. The second time I'm doing a Spanish language song. Do you remember when Crawley? <laughs> Crawley, uh, he was so excited about his choice, and it, 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 it nobody liked it. <laughs> he <was so> mad. <laughs> He's like, I he was working it all up. I was like, I don't know, man. He just didn't win. I don't know. People didn't like it. I don't know what to tell you. Ah, <laughs> uh, the competition is fierce out there. You know, I'm really looking forward to what John Jurgovan does. Oh my God, John Jurgovan does some stuff that is. He'll never top the Rally Tits Lady song, though. I don't know if anybody's ever going to top that. Yeah, well, what was the one he did? I can't remember which song it was, but he was like, oh, that's not eggnog. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, he just gets more. I'm actually kind of scared of what he's going to bring us this year. This is going to gross us out. I'm going to throw up. Oh, like, no. Like a marathon runner. Um. So yeah. So anyway, join us for uh, the Cubs competition and also the uh, the Cubs caroling on December sixteenth. I don't even think I said the date. Um. We're gonna be meeting meet Wrigleyville and walk around and sing. It is fun. Um. These flexing cubes. I do have a kind of a string of them. Who else has got something? I have two. What do you got, IFG? Me, uh, I I, I flexed with the curse of the oh, colonel. Yeah. I can show you my twelve my my Cubs oh, twelve days of Christmas since I can't go to um since I can't go to Cubs Carol. Yeah, yeah, give us uh, some. Well, but just oh. because you can't go to Cubs Caroling, do make a video, sing something, and make a video, oh, okay. and, and well, we we do a whole show where we just watch all the videos. It's amazing. Oh, well, then I'll TikTok it. Never mind. Yeah. I don't have any TFCs this week. Yeah, you can enter. Like, Michael enters every year. I think I'm the only one that's, like, not allowed to enter. Technically, my job is to show everyone it could be worse <laughs> and to yeah. make them feel, all feel better. <laughs> you about, can, you it, it makes everybody feel better. Like, ah, well, I'm not going to be as bad as Cotton. Yeah, exactly. You, you set the bar, like, on the low end. <laughs> Um, so I got this cotton. You're going to love this too, because it's about Boog. So congratulations to Boog. This comes from Jeff Agrest on Twitter. He says, congrats to Cubs TV voice. John Chiambi, who won his first individual Emmy over the weekend at the Chicago Midwest regional Emmy awards. Oh my God. Could we have, could, could we parse it out any lower? Yes, you can. Boog won. <laughs> It, Boog is in quotes, by the way. Boog won for Outstanding Crafts achieve, Achievement. Wait, let me start again. Boog won for Outstanding <laughs> Crafts Achievement for On-Camera Talent slash Sports Analyst Play-By-Play. What does that even slash mean? Sneaker Consultant. Yeah, Outstanding Crafts Achievement. So I I kind of like uh Oh, what... is it because he's always at the craft services table? <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked what uh Travis said. Boog is great. I especially enjoyed his paper mache art this past <laughs> season. <laughs> <laughs> and uh John Hanley, who's an amazing Cubs artist, says it's called the everyone gets an award generation and the acceptance of mediocrity in our society. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, oh, man. But yeah, what the hell is that? Uh, Boog won for Outstanding Crafts Achievement. Well, and it's I don't know what that means. the Chicago Midwest Regional. Like, a, a guy that I follow on Facebook or follows me, and I guess I worked with him, and he was, I don't know. But I saw that he won an Emmy, and I, I said to Nicole, I'm like, hey, you know, Mike won an Emmy or something like that. She's like, oh, yeah, it's the Chicago Midwest Regional Emmy. So I've known this for like a year or two that we have fake Chicago Emmys, which, by the way, I would like to win. Well, yeah, I mean, I deserve one for this I show. I mean, if I won a Chicago Midwest Emmy, I'd never shut up about it. Exactly. So. Yeah, but we're not a, a, a national sports announcer playing for one of the biggest teams in the league. Like, we're come in, on. Yeah, you're right. right. We're international. Like, I won a poetry contest at the local library that I still talk <laughs> about, but yeah, I'm not being paid to do that every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, congratulations to Boog, anyway, for his fake-ass award. Um, yeah. Hold on. I, one here, me congratulating me. I, I got one here from uh, – Je- so I didn't have any, any Cubs-related ones. I couldn't really find anything on the Cubs recently. But here's uh, one from Jeff Passan that I think we should all check out. Uh, Jeff Passan says, The Los Angeles Angels are hiring Ron Washington as their new manager. Sources tell ESPN. Washington, the former manager of the Texas Rangers and beloved longtime coach, now with Atlanta, gets another shit with the Angels. John Heyman was on it. To be fair, John Heyman is also is often on the shit. <laughs> I just loved that he fucked that up. <laughs> and then right after it, he's like, he's got another shit. And John Heyman was on it. In my good friend Jeff Passon's defense, he broke his back and he's probably on a lot of painkillers right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's more about Twitter not allowing anybody to edit still to this day, sure. which is insane. Well, you have to pay for it. <laughs> so if that's it, we need to give away a chance postcard. Oh, I have one more. I thought you had more oh, no, coming. Keep going. No, no, that was it. Okay, well, this one is about the Rockies. Uh, I enjoyed this one. So this is a, it's sort of a John Pinkus worst case scenario type of a deal, but it would be a good scenario. Should the Colorado Rockies kill five of their players to trigger a disaster draft to improve their roster? Oh, my God. Good night, everybody. (laughs) The MLB disaster draft is a contingency plan to be used when five or more players on a team have died or been dismembered. (laughs) You don't have to kill them. You just dismember them. Yeah. In the draft, the team whose players they define died. How, which member has to be dissed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your dick, they could still play. The team whose players died will be able to draft the amount of players <laughs> from other teams equivalent to how many they had lost. Other teams, though, are only allowed to protect five players from being drafted, but many teams have good bench players that are available. With the Rockies having bad contracts on underperforming stars such as Chris Bryant. Oh, man. But they could also just kill bullpen guys and bench warmers to fill out those five kills to the disaster draft. To get to the disaster draft. Also, according to Wikipedia, the team would also have a 16.5% chance to get the first pick in the next year's draft. 
Now this next draft class is weak. So I could understand their hesitancy and <laughs> being a repeat offender. That is killing five players on your team on two separate occasions. <laughs> oh could God. raise some eyebrows, but this could still greatly improve them. No doubt killing your players with bad contracts and then killing your bench warmers for occasional starters would greatly improve them and other teams. What do you guys think? <laughs> and should any other teams do this? And who should they kill? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but theoretically, what exactly, if, right? What? If, oh no! Because the or dismembered is important. Okay, you're, look, you're look. What if Chris Bryant, like under the table, like on the hush hush, on the DL, on the down low? We give you another $30 million or another like $3 million. I don't know. What's a pay? To lose one? a foot? We or just, something? We're just going to cut a the little, little one. Little, a little, little picky toe. It won't even matter. You're right, not using but you, it. But you, have, you have to kill or dismember five players all at right, once. Right, 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 right. But well, like, what's a, what's a pinky worth? What if, I mean, for one of these like bullpen pitchers who like they're going to have two years left in the majors and then they're going to go like sell real estate. I they mean, don't need they don't need ten fingers for that. Mordecai three finger brown was a Hall of Fame pitcher. <laughs> I was like, hey, 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 man, my name is Garcia nine and three quarters, and I got ten million dollars to not play for the Rockies. Yeah. Here's another thing you could do. You could take that pinky and you could graft it onto one of your other pitchers, like Antonio Alfonseca, who has six <laughs> fingers on his hand. And now he has seven. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Pitching for the Aguilas. <laughs> so that is that's freaking nuts. And I'm probably gonna think about that all night. <laughs> How can you not? You're just like in your brain. You're just thinking about like, all right. So if the Cubs were going to kill five guys, yeah, which, which guys? five guys would we kill? And then who are we going to pick from the other teams? Like I mean, that obviously we're getting Otani, right? Because why would why would the Angels protect him? Yeah, because then they'd have to pay him. Well, that was the old Angels. Well, I guess that was him. the old Angels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, all right, cool. Well, uh, let's go over to Discord and hang out a little bit more. If anybody wants to go hang out over there, we will be there. So uh, that was fun. And uh, we won't be back next week. But when we do come back, we'll be doing a lot of Cubs Miss Carols and having a good time. And thanks for everybody that tuned in. And um, we will be around on the Discord channel uh, all next week. I'm working all week, so I like to just have the Discord channel up on my other computer and chat with people. So if you, if anything does happen with the Cubs or any other bit of baseball, pop on there, talk to us. Like it's been a little quiet at the end of the season now. Uh, there's no reason for that. <laughs> we haven't shut yes, up. There is. We haven't is shut up. Please Jump come in there talk and to start. him at work. Michael Cotton's lonely. He needs friends. So Spagog. Absolutely. And Spagog. one last piece. I have to get out there. Shohei Otani. It is time. Time to be a cub. It is time to be a cub. Spagog, Spagog everybody. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Watch. Hug watch.
We fucked up. <laughs> we got to come back. We got to come back because we forgot to do chance. So I know you all enjoyed the, sh- the song, but it's over. <laughs> thank, thank you to Joey who uh, you know put that in the in the chat to remind us. Okay, so we're going. IFG already left, but that's okay. Uh, we can still we can still do this. Um, all right, where are we? Okay, here we go. We're drawing it, and then we'll put the song back on. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is... If it's Joey W, it'd be amazing. Carrie Meyer, congratulations. Oh, you congratulations, have won. Gary. You are entered to win the bag of goodies, and you just won yourself a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. Now, here's back to the song. Hug, watch, watch it for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the cuts. Hug, watch, watch it for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the cuts. Watch. Watch, watch it for hugs. All your 